Welcome to The O Show, your number one podcast for everything training, mindset, and nutrition. I am your host, Oren McCurry, and it is my goal to help you access the best information around to allow you to kick ass in the gym, in the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. Between my own experiences and those of my amazing guests, I'm confident we will do that. So let's strap in and level up your life starting right now. Okay, right? Yep. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. Welcome to today's episode of The O Show. I am your host, Oren McCurry, and I'm here today with the main man from the UK, Mr. Mark Coles, a man who has been a mentor to me in many different facets over the years uh, between his gym at M10, educating PTs and coaches on how to be a better trainer, and also Mark's work as a business mentor. Mark was actually my first business coach, so I'm very excited to have him on the podcast today. Mark, how are you, buddy? extremely well thank you Audran, and thank you very much for having me on from all over there to all over here i know man hopefully the connection lasts normally in the evening now when people around us are all uh, all getting home from work the, the wi-fi can be a bit funny but if it stretches all the way to, to london where it'll you are work. then we're doing it'll, well it'll work yeah we're good we're good awesome man so obviously you've had a big impact on me through the years. I can remember going down to M10 for the multiple camps. There was a camp with Milos. There was the different mentorships, like a one or two day um, seminar sort of series. And then you were my first business mentor. So I've, I've talked you up a good bit here, but I think let's talk about it in your own, your own words, like your journey in the fitness industry and, where you started and how you've sort of grown to where you are today, obviously having such a big impact worldwide. Wow. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I think first and foremost, I just want to say that I, I'm no different to any other PT uh, or online coach out there. Um, mm -hmm. I always say to anybody that I work with, let, let's, let's drop the hierarchy thing straight off mm -hmm. the bat. You know, I, I'm a guy that came out of school and tried to go to university and didn't, didn't, succeed at university for one simple reason and something I learned a little bit later on in my life but you know we don't fail at anything um we get feedback mm -hmm. right and, and the feedback to me when I came out of school was I don't think you enjoyed that right okay. this is stuff I've learned later on in life I don't think I enjoyed that I enjoyed the sport I enjoyed the the, the, the kind of hands-on craft and design and I always found it interesting why I was in, in why I loved French and design and art and I didn't enjoy anything else and sport and I came out of school and, and I thought well shit I'm not particularly that intelligent um I didn't think I was very intelligent so the natural only route really is to try and follow in my dad's footsteps and go in property and after two f attempts at university and spending more time in the gym on the second time round I kind of realized that there's something in me that just doesn't want to work for dad mm -hmm. and by being in the gym every single day, there was just something in me that said, holy shit, you freaking love this. Like when I'm in the gym, I felt empowered. I felt confident. I felt energized. I felt fulfilled. And these are all words that I learned later on in life, but I just felt brilliant. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't until I kind of remember I got chatting to a girl in the gym at, uh, in, in uh, Sheffield in university and she was a PT. And I was like, tell me about that. And I saw her teaching classes and having a good time and being a PT. And I was just like, I think I need to do that. <laughs> so I went to the head of uni course and I just said, look, I'm leaving. And then I rang my dad and said, look, I've applied to the bank for a loan, three and a half grand, three grand. 
to do a PT course because I just felt in my soul that if I was in a gym all the time, I'd be happy. That's all mm. I knew. I didn't know anything. Else. If I was in a gym, I knew I'd be happy. And then it wasn't until I started doing the PT course that I was like, holy crap, like I'm retaining all this information. I'm remembering it like shit I couldn't do at school. Yeah. And I was passing my exams and I was reading books at home and I've never read a book at school. And I was like, what's all this about? And it's not until later on in life that you start to realize that no one is member. No one has a memory um, that is, you know, a genetic deficiency to learn. We just have a, a deficiency to learn shit that we're not interested in. Mm -hmm. And so in life, everybody will always say to me, I'm not very intelligent. And I said, but where are you intelligent? Where, where can you remember stuff? And I was remembering everything for personal training courses, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, Chris Aceto's nutrition book. I was remembering it all and I was applying mm -hmm. it. And then I just thought, well, if I could lose body fat and I'm enjoying being in the gym, being able to do this for a career is just insane. Mm -hmm. I'm in the gym every day, but I can help other people feel the same way I feel. And that led me into fitness. And, and if I'm honest, um, it's just a relentless pursuit to study, 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 study. And I still, to this day, everything around me, behind me, like I can't stop taking in knowledge and information. And what ended up happening was I started with weight loss, studied, 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 realized that fat loss was a thing over just weight loss. Mm -hmm. Then realized that building muscle and losing body fat was a thing. But every time, every, every time I took a stepping stone towards something different, it was because my physique started to look different. So I initially did weight loss, lost, lost a load of muscle. Then I was like, well, can you lose fat and build a bit, retain a bit of muscle? And then can you build muscle? Mm. And yes, you can. So my transition into training these different modalities was based on my interest that I was finding myself. I always say to coaches, if you don't do it, you can't teach it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, as you know very well yourself. And then as I start to get to building muscle and losing body fat, I was like, oh my God, I can actually get big. So then I started to train more physique people and body transformations, then bodybuilding as I transitioned into bodybuilding. And my whole career has just been this evolution of exploration on myself. Like every time I've tried to do more on myself, I've got better results on me. I've got better results with other people, which is what I've always taught. And then it got to a point like 10 years in when it was like, hey, um, you know, these results you get with people, can you help me get the same with my clients? I was like, uh, no one's ever asked me that. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, I remember asking Charles Pollockman, what do you do? Like somebody wants to come and see me for an afternoon. He goes, charge them. Sweet. And I was like, okay. So I charged them <laughs> somebody like, I don't know, four or 500 quid for half a day. Um, and I said, and then I was realizing that I could get 500 quid for half a day to mentor a trainer. It was crazy. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no problem. And then I marketed, I had, I basically said, oh, it was great to see this guy when Facebook came out, like, like 10 years ago 11 years ago and i just put it on my page and then i got three trainers say oh can you do the same for me and i was like oh my god wow <laughs> um, so I, I started to realize that people wanted to learn from me and i was putting my posts out and i was sharing my content when social media started and then what slowly started started to happen was more and more trainers wanted to learn from me and i was like oh my god i can now use the stuff i'm learning to help other people um and then eight years ago i was over in florida and somebody said, why don't you do a seminar instead of training people one-to-one? -one, why don't you just do many? So then I filled M10 with like 85 people and did my first ever seminar. Wow. So um, what, what basically has happened throughout my whole career is just an intense passion to learn. And as I've climbed and climbed and climbed and ultimately charged more for my time, it became people started to notice that maybe they could learn from me. And 
my belief in myself time over time allowed me to just step into the role of education and I never thought that this guy that couldn't learn can now teach but I just want every trainer to out there to know that fuck if I can do it like that just means that any I, I just have a belief and I said to one of my coaches yesterday if you have certainty about your ability there is nothing more powerful mm. Yeah. Like one of the things I'm t talking about next week is not about how to double your income and how to make loads more money. I, I truly believe that when you improve as a human being and you have a desire not only to increase your wealth, but change people's lives, you'll be very wealthy. Mm -hmm. But if you don't believe that you're able to do that, yeah, then no matter how much people tell you to charge, you won't charge it. Yeah. I remember helping you push your prices up a bit. Yeah, 100%. You know, and actually, I remember I, on one of your podcasts, somebody said before, that they were charging 90 pounds a session or something. And you asked them, well, how do you charge 90? And they said, I'll be turning down 60. And that was the first yeah. time I'd heard that. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and, and it's not being, you know, if you value yourself, I was reading a book while I was away on holiday and it was like, how the f well, this entrepreneur was charging, you know, 50 grand for the day. Wow. And um, he said, one of the most in inspiring things about charging a, a larger amount of money is not needing it. Uh, yeah because because celebrities are so successful if you want to hire a celebrity to go and pick their brains and they put a ridiculous price on it it's because they don't need it yeah so if you get yourself in a position where not only do you value yourself and you're certain about your ability but you're not desperate for the sale every time mm -hmm. then you don't mind charging appropriately for your time so i've been able to do this year on year on year and one of the things about stepping into business coaching was the fact that i truly do believe that the fitness industry undervalue and undercharge and so if I can have part of the business that, that's able to teach trainers how to be a great coach and fill them with confidence, certainty, skills, and knowledge, then when that person then starts to approach the business side of stuff, it's one thing giving a coach a, a script of how to sell. But if that coach doesn't believe that they deserve that amount of money, and that actually stems from your knowledge and confidence in your ability, this is why you're, you're doing what you do. This is what you charge, why, what you charge. Is because yeah. you believe in that. But I don't believe that that can take six months. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that trainers should be charging astronomical amounts of money for their coaching because I believe that there's a stepping stone to get there because then you value it more. Yeah. You know, you look at people that win the lottery, they spend it more because they don't value it. Look, yeah, at people yeah. that get in, get, look at people that get inheritance, they don't value it, so they spend it all. Because if you get gifted something very quickly without working for it, you don't value it. So I'm a big believer in that the, the fitness industry is a journey. It certainly doesn't need to, you know, going from 35 pounds an hour for a PT to 50 pounds an hour doesn't need to take 10 years and going from hundred pounds a month to 500 pounds a month online doesn't have to take 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I certainly am very passionate about helping personal trainers take and, and online coaches take their purpose and passion and turning it into a successful business. And, and, and I'm, I'm a massive advocate and encouraging the knowledge and skill that's needed to get there because whilst I have been growing and developing myself, I haven't done as much of the, I'd say I've done more in the early days of the education around being a better coach. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of very knowledgeable coaches that aren't getting paid very well for it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and, and what, what, I, what, I, what frustrates me in the industry is just is seeing that. I see a lot of un, unskilled coaches charging a lot of money and a lot of skilled coaches not making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I'm not in the industry to, 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 to kind of pick faults on all different people. I just, I just want 
to make sure that the, the people that are growing and learning and giving great service get rewarded fairly for it. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, that's a big thing. In terms of like, so whenever I done my PT course, 2010, like, you know, 20, 25 pounds an hour, that was like the sort of starting rate where you're at. And that was obviously you entering the bottom of the totem pole. So where would you say the average PT is charging now based on your experience working with PTs versus when they get educated, what they can potentially charge, like when they finish your uh, mentorship uh, with your coaches, learning about the whole education side of things and they actually can get a better result. What's the sort of ceiling on that or what, what's the potential that they can earn? Well, let me, let me put it like this. I, th- I honestly, Adrian, I, I honestly mean this. If you do want to earn more money in the fitness industry, I think that the baseline now for a fitness professional within five to six to seven years is around about 10K mm-hmm. yeah. a month. I never would have said that to you before. Okay, yeah. Now, the reason I say this to you is as a PT in a town which historically charges £35 an hour for PT, I was charging 85 Okay, yeah. Right, now that was after six and a half years, seven mm-hmm. years. So I put my prices up. Sometimes I did a £10 price increase. The way that I did my price increases was, and this is very true, if people say that there's no chance to put your prices up, it's because you're not a valuable commodity in your town or city, right? Michelin star restaurants are sold out and they charge premium for a table. Taste yeah. the menu, 250, right? Whatever, 200. They're a blue ocean. Like they're literally unique restaurants doing what they do. Yeah. Right? Go and try and find another Michelin star restaurant the same as that Michelin star restaurant in that same town. No. Mm-hmm. want that same experience you pay for the privilege yeah so if you want the experience of working with mark coles in nottingham you pay for the privilege mm-hmm. if you want to pay 35 pounds an hour then you will not be working with mark coles and you won't get the level of service knowledge skill and experience that he's got and that's why for me i have absolutely um set on when somebody says the ceiling in a town is 50 pounds an hour for average people yes but when I took the ceiling to me at 85 pounds an hour, here's how I made my money. A large percentage of the people paying me 85 pounds an hour in the town that I lived in were not from the town. Right. Okay. People, yeah. were, tra- people were traveling to see me. Okay. Yeah. They'd come up from London, down from Scotland, across from Ireland, mm-hmm. up from Bournemouth. Right. So in, in every week, I'd probably have seven or eight people paying me and traveling to see me. Yeah. And so my point is, if you're in central London, naturally 100, 125 pound an hour. If you're in a normal a kind of normal, you know, populate, populized area like town, then realistically, you're going to have trainers charging 30, 35 pounds an hour. Now, if you create yourself as a brand inside that city, there is absolutely no reason why you can't get to 50, 60, 70 an hour. Yeah. Now, if you think about 30 pounds an hour multiplied by 30 sessions is 900 pounds. If you if you think about um, you could ch- you could charge let's say um, seventy pounds an hour and you could make uh, you could do seventy pounds an hour multiplied by twenty sessions which mm-hmm. is fourteen hundred pounds a week yeah. right so then you're thinking that's four nearly five and a half six k yeah for PT 
And then all you need to do is then use the knowledge, skill, expertise, and experience and scale your influence and train, you know, 10 clients at 300 pounds a month online. That's three grand. Yeah. Using the knowledge, using the results that you've got. Now, why would, why would a PT further down the line not want to use their skills and knowledge ultimately to reach a world and help more people, which is what we entered the fitness industry for, and get paid for it? Yeah. Oh, I'm a face-to-face coach over a PT coach. Oh, I get that. Sorry, I'm a PT coach rather than an online coach. Okay, okay. But if you could still make impact and change people's lives with the right service and systems... Would you not want to increase that and increase the quality of your life? I've only just spoken to somebody today. I don't think that most people I'd run have a, a vision for their life. Uh, I know categorically, say, okay, what's the average money you spend on a summer holiday? Um, 18, 1500 quid? Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. What, what, uh, yeah, like twice a year. Yeah. Once a year. Why is that? Well, you know, we've got the kids' school fees, there's kids' school clothes to pay for. We've got food bills to pay for. I'm like, okay, what if that was not even an issue? What if you could go on a three or four grand holiday? How much different and easier may that be for you? What if you can go on a five or six grand holiday? What if you could upgrade the house and not feel like you're living on top of each other? This is life planning, right? Something I've always done. Upgrading, giving yourself bigger opportunities. So I say to a PT, you can life plan for the next five years. And if you are earning 30 pounds an hour in the next five years, you could be charging 55 pounds an hour. Mm-hmm. If you became a better coach, more knowledgeable, more skilled, got better results and built your reputation, mm-hmm. which is what happened to me at 35 pounds an hour. I went, well, first and foremost, I was absolutely adamant with this word better. <laughs> I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be better than everybody else in the gym. Yeah. It was because I wanted to be better at rugby and I want to be better with my training. And when I saw the trainers doing well in the gym and getting their sessions up, I was like, okay, I'll do more than you. I just had this, I want to do more than you thing. Yeah. And all the, all the profiles on the, on the um, board at the gym were purple. And if you went to, from 35 to 40 pounds an hour, one, your, your color change, changed to yellow or whatever it was. And so when I put my prices up from 30 to 35, it went to yellow. Yeah. And then when it went to 35 to something else, it went to a different color. Yeah, but then okay. your badge, your your badge said something different on it, yeah. and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so there was this big thing for me, which was not directly competing against a person, but if you gave me the opportunity to have anything in the gym which showed I was better than anyone, I'd take it. Mm-hmm. So then, when I got to one goal reached, I went, oh, "This is fucking boring." Like that's why I say to trainers, doing thirty sessions a week at thirty-five pounds an hour for five years is fucking boring, mm-hmm. because. If you're not charging any more, your, your clients won't be getting any better results, I guarantee, because if they'll be the same clients. Yeah. So personal training, I've, I've said to some people, without goals and challenges and putting your prices up and challenging yourself, personal training is a boring job. <laughs> yeah. I'd run, online coaching is really dull. Yeah. If your clients aren't getting results and you're not getting paid well for it. Yeah, 100%. Going to do any job that is the same is boring. I spoke to a trainer last night driving back from Nottingham. He's unfulfilled. Why are you unfulfilled? Uh, I don't know. Let's break it down. How many results have you achieved in the last three years? How much money are you making? How many clients have you got? Some of them keep leaving. Good. There's no progress. Yeah. So I, I became obsessed with progress. I became obsessed with results. I became obsessed with results for clients and results for me. I became obsessed with my knowledge, applying my knowledge. 
And then I remember Charles Poligman said, Poligman said to me, if you're learning and applying and getting results, you deserve more. Mm-hmm. Never forget him telling him, never. I did a consult with him after a seminar and, it, and he just said, you deserve more. If you're learning and growing, you, you deserve more. And I was like, Fuck, how, how much can I push the boundary of this price thing? And I went, 65. So what I would do is, and I, I make no apologies for this, is old clients go, new clients come in. So if I made myself that valuable, I would have a waiting list. I remember you, but you have a waiting list, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I remember talking to you, like there's people that want to get in. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be a trainer where people are waiting, fuck, that's insane. But I had a waiting list for a long time. So if you, Mark, when can I get in? <laughs> like, I'm 65. Fuck it, I'm going straight up to 80. <laughs> nice. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll take you on, but it's 80 an hour. No problem. How many times yeah. a week do you want? Three. Three. No problem. Epic. And then guess what happens when I'm 80? At that point, I then get pissed off with the people that are paying 60. Mm-hmm. Because now my value is 80. My value has yeah. gone to 80. Now, I, I value myself at 80. And then I'm like, okay, good. So uh, how, how quickly can I kind of I get, get the 60s up to 80 or let go of the 60s and bring on new 80s? Mm-hmm. And that's my mindset because I, what I was obsessed with was training great people who wanted great results, who I could apply my knowledge with. What's more frustrating is training clients for five years. Don't get me wrong. The first one, two, three years of your career charging 30 pounds an hour, 35 pounds an hour in, a, in an area where that's the baseline for coaching. You, you, need to, you, need, you don't start off as a lawyer on a quarter of a million a year. Yeah. You might start off on 50 grand a year working, you know, coming out of university and just working in the office. Mm-hmm. And you work your way up. Yeah, I think I think we need to work our way up. I think it's an important part of progress in life. Like I said to you, if you come out of school, a law degree, and go straight into two hundred fifty grand a year, you probably will jump through huge amount of hoops that would have been really valuable to your career. Mm-hmm. So you value forty, you value seventy, you value ninety, you value one hundred k a year because it's performance based, mm-hmm. yeah. and then. Anyone in life who is living their life based on a level of performance measures values every price increase. Mm-hmm. So whilst my price increases were not, you know, eight years, like what I, you know, whether it's business mentoring, whether it's whatever we do, for me on a one-to-one personal branding level is if you're showing evidence of progress and people are getting great results and great service, you become a more valuable commodity to somebody. And the and the ultimate thing in the industry that we're in is. What is the outcome? I say in London, we've got Bond Street, right? Yeah. Bond Street is one of the wealthiest cities, streets in the, in, in, in the country. Um, real estate as well. And a woman will go in and pay for a Gucci handbag, two and a half K. And she wants the feeling of walking down Bond Street with the big Gucci mm-hmm. bag. Yeah. But as they're going to the shop, they're thinking, yes, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to get the bag. Down the street, but they'll pass over two and a half grand for the feeling of having a two a a Gucci handbag. Yeah, and that's no different to what we do. But everybody is a PT selling the sessions, they're selling the monthly coaching. No one's really looking at what the outcome was. So when people reached out to me, I got myself to a point where they were like, "Mark, I I want what they've done," and I know you do this with your transformations. I'd write, "I want what they've got." Yeah, and the more you get known for that thing that people want the more there's a higher price on it. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't go and get a Gucci handbag and say, okay, that thing that other people want, okay, I, I just, 
I want to, I want to make it myself. I want to pay for a ready-made version of it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, my, my, my understanding of online versus PT, you know, it's outcome-based. Both of them are outcome-based. Mm-hmm. And if as a trainer over the, over the years, you're not working towards being known for something, then ultimately when people get on a call with you, they'll never ask for that thing. They'll ask for whatever it is that they think that you do. And that's where for me, knowledge and, and um, confidence go hand in hand. But once you've got those two wrapped up, you're then you have 100% certainty that you you deserve the value you're charging. And that's that was the thing for me. Like, never was a time then after like four or five years of coaching where somebody would look at me, have a consult, and I didn't look at them with my eyes lit up and said, no problem. Absolutely no problem. Even today, you know, throw me a throw me a body transformation, physique prep, whatever, or weight loss client. I got it. And I know I'd be able to command a high price to coach for me now still for coaching. But I yeah. transition that value into more business coaching. And that's where I think from a coach, what you said was, you know, what, what's the kind of price point that you think is a bit of a ceiling? Uh, I don't think anybody would be able to rival. I mean, now, now, Dan, who's director of personal training in Nottingham f- f- with M10 and business partner with me, Dan's charging more per hour than I was charging in Nottingham. Yeah, well. Coaches are coming to see Dan in Nottingham and paying a hundred pound an hour. Mm-hmm. That's more. I said to him, "Fuck, that's more <laughs> than I, that's more than I was." But we've worked at this. Yeah. If you travel at different parts in the country, Dan's now director of personal training at M10, co-director of the personal training mentorship, had a full diary and waiting list for years on end, and it's valuable time for him to get somebody in. Mm-hmm. And because we're teaching and educating and mentoring, the value on his time. So there are people traveling to Nottingham, a, a, a town which is not known for four times the standard rate of PT, charging high price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where I think that what is the ceiling? I think to start off by saying is most people have not even stretched the the the, the kind of the walls, let alone the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've not climbed the wall enough high enough. And I, I think that. There naturally will be if you if you're not very well known, you're trying to push the prices up. You're not going to sell because if you get a cold lead coming in that says, "Oh, I want to work with one of the PTs," or "I'll put you in touch with Odran," you won't be able to charge what you charge premium. But if somebody comes in and says, "Is Odran here? I've been following him and a couple of girls that he works with. I want to get in amazing shape for a show," he'll say, "Yeah, no problem. They're coming in ready to pay the Gucci money." Yeah, got you. And that's where I think that coaches don't do enough to build the reputation wherever they're based from, whether it's online or as a PT, because all of our goals should be, hi, I'm here to see Mark Coles. I'm here yeah. to see Odd Ramakori. That's who I'm here to see. You know, when I go into central London to see dentists recently, I'm going in to see my dentist because of a referral and the referral told me that he's incredible. And when I sit down and he presents me the bill, guess what happens when I walk out of the dentist? I pay the bill when I leave. Do you know the dentist, by the way, most people that go into a dentist, especially in Harley Street, they pay the bill on the way out. They don't ask the price on the way in. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens a lot in London. Mm-hmm. You want the service. You want to go to the best place in London. You pay on the way out. Yeah. Then if, if people keep coming up to you, hi, um, how much are you? <laughs> I, don't th- I, don't, I don't think you've positioned yourself. Branding is all about positioning yourself. 
Yeah. And that's a big thing that the fitness industry could learn a lot from because I think that coaches spend thousands, thousands, thousands of being a great coach, but not a lot on business. And I know you've invested a lot of time in learning business mm-hmm. and marketing. And I genuinely do think that it is a missing link because we go and do six months diploma in PT. We spend five or six years studying every biomechanics, nutrition training course going. Um, and you don't spend more than, you know, half an hour read, listening to the odd inspiring multimillionaire on a podcast which is not going to help you yeah because it would just overwhelm you that you're not there and that's yeah. where i think that foundations and structures in business course and education need to be given you know um and and you know i'm very privileged and, and grateful that i have the opportunity to teach it as well as other of my colleagues that teach business as well because you know if if trainers are not doing the business bits they're going to get left behind and they're going to think that I can't grow a business in this game because there's too many people. And I completely disagree because I've been able to do it and mm-hmm. you've been able yeah. to do it too. Yeah. And I think the two need to go hand in hand, right? You get so many people who are focused on craft and results. And yes, that's important. Like we spoke about, you need to be able to get results and deliver for your clients. But if somebody has the business knowledge alongside the craft, guess who's going to be busier and guess who's going to be able, like you said, to command more because of, there are skills around business and marketing and everything else. Yeah. And I also think that there's a lot of coaches that are coming out of PT school or doing a quick online coaching certification and then spending the next two years doing business mm-hmm. and they've not become a good coach. Yeah. And yeah. they're trying to grow their social media platform and putting post after post and they're getting taught all the strategies for online coaching. I was like, you can't sell cause you shit. Yeah. And you can only sell no, shit it, once, it, right? Well, the, the, you can only, you can use a template, but you'll get caught out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I've done this a lot. I've listened to a lot of coaches. You can give a template to somebody to sell and learn to sell and convert, but you've still got to get the fucking client in shape. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, let, let, let's be honest with you. I'm going to pay, if I'm going to pay you a grand for three months to do some coaching for me, right? Yep. Let's say I pay a grand. I, I, I expect to get in fucking shape. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and here's the thing. You've been coaching long enough, Audran. Uh, uh, coaching's not easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't follow my diet this weekend. Do it again. <laughs> you can't do that. You need to know psychology, human behavior. You need to be, you need to be a skilled coach. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm losing weight really, really quickly. It's okay. That's not a problem. What? I'm losing like three or four pounds a week. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're doing all right. As long as we keep moving. No, no, it's not right. Like, you know, your client's not sleeping. They're stressed. You know, I think that, um, honestly, I think that in order for a coach to be able to charge appropriately, they need to be demonstrating that they're a good enough coach. If this is going to help the fitness industry. Yeah. I listened to a podcast like last night of a girl that during lockdown, because she's got half a million followers, she just decided to write a fitness program and made herself 70, 80 K. Okay right? Not even a trainer just thought I'll just put my diet down in a PDF because she's got half a million followers. She made a shitload of money. Crazy. But, but that's what's happening. Yeah. So there's so much advice out there and everybody trying to win that the integrity that I have and that I hold strong is that I'm a coach and everybody that comes through my training programs are coaches, even business programs. I don't yeah. want to work with, I turn people down that say, oh, I just did a, an online training course. I said, are you, are you qualified? Are you, are you a trainer? They're like, no, man, no, no, I'm just going to do some online training. I compete. But I get it a lot. Yeah. I get it a lot. And I just say, wrong coach. 
See you later. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And that's that, that, that's me. That that's an integrity integrity thing. Is I don't want to be the guy that's teaching people how to build a fitness business and then not a committed coach. I, I mean, yeah. I've spent like you years traveling the world studying from people and uh i love working with coaches that love training and as much as i want to help people make money it's not inspiring for me to help somebody make money who's not committed to being a good coach because in, in my eyes that's fraud yeah 100 and i was going to say that's quite apparent because you've got the podcast which is aimed at you know teaching people the business skills and the mindset skills for business You've got the PT uh, mentorship, which is about learning the skills behind the transformation. And then you've also wrote what I've got in front of me, which is the Level Up book, hey. which I've got in paperback in front of me. And a client actually bought it for me on the audiobook for my um, uh, my birthday back in May. And I'm going to list it's actually it. the next book that I've got. So I can't wait. I think you've done the audio yourself, right? I did. I did. It, one, yeah. it, it was such an enjoyable experience because reading my own book um, was, was I, I love doing it, but I just got to be able to put my, my kind of passion behind it because for a while writing a book, um, I wasn't inspired to write a business book yeah, and I wasn't inspired to write a personal development book and I wasn't inspired to write a coaching book on a particular subject of coaching and I was banging my head against a brick wall and um, it came to me one day that it's my journey that's inspiring. And I've learned mm -hmm. a lot about personal development, a lot and still do. I've learned a lot about coaching. I mean, I, mean, I, I adore coaching. I, I adore just what coaching is all about, how, helping somebody to solve a problem that they can't solve for themselves. I just think that um, the business stuff's really inspiring to me, just helping somebody build a business and uh, be fulfilled, you know. But I got where I am because of coaching, and coaching mm -hmm. was something that when I watch my team deliver the education that I delivered for years, it's so inspiring to watch them teach that now. Um, but that's why for us building a personal training mentorship and business was that we have a lot of trainers that do our mentorship into the business mastermind and or yeah. the business mastermind. And then three quarters away through realize that their next step has to be becoming a better coach. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they go into the PT mentorship. Yeah. Right. So um, they go very much hand in hand. But I, I certainly want, wouldn't want to just isolate business mm -hmm. because we know hands down that, you know, a lot of the content people write on social media is just regurgitated how to sleep better, how to drink more water, how much protein you need. It's just, it's just not interesting. And because mm -hmm. people can't speak from an experienced coaching background, they, they lose the ability to connect with people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think that it's very, very important for us to, to stay connected with the, with the coaching side of it, you know, um, and helping people to become a better, a better applicable coach, whether it's online coach. And I find the online coaching world fascinating. I, I know, you know, that I had a lot of online clients over the years and still do a lot mm -hmm. of business mentoring online. And I honestly believe this. I have a, I have a big passion for growing a big life. Obviously you do too with, have you got two girls now? Two girls now, yeah. One's seven weeks yeah, well, old and one's two. So Amazing, amazing. Two girls. But they're not going to be cheap. No, exactly. <laughs> Big but, 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 but this is the thing, right? When you have a goal for your life and you start thinking about what you want your life to look like, you start to get quite excited. Mm -hmm. Where do we want to be living? What school do they want to go to? And I don't think that you can expect somebody to start thinking. I said to the guys yesterday, it's very difficult to get a young 
a young inexperienced person with life to start thinking five years down the line yeah because it's a, it's a hard ask i think we said that we're going to tr- change our pt mentorship from trying to get a bigger vision to at least a short and a medium term one because i think there's a lot of challenges in people's heads that stop them thinking long term i'm not worth it self-doubt procrastinate all, all the frustration all the um self um all the imposter syndrome that's happening in the fitness industry it just affects people's visions of thinking bigger for their life but um i'm just really excited for coaches to be able to start thinking a bit bigger about what they can achieve and once they can start thinking a bit more about what they can achieve then they start to see the value in becoming a better coach when they see the more value in becoming a better coach they'll see more value on growing a business and that that takes a while for the penny to drop it really mm-hmm. does it i think that it probably took you a while to penny to drop it took me a while to the penny to drop that you know Everything you do on a day-to-day basis has to be complementing your life or else you end up resenting what you do every day. So if you're earning 30 grand a year, you deserve to make 45 grand a year and you deserve to make 60 grand a year if you're continually putting in and giving back. Mm-hmm. So you, you end up getting a financial growth to improve the quality of your life. And as your life is growing, it makes you want to, this is the big thing. If you're getting rewarded, you're more likely to give back to people more. Like we always wonder, why, why do you deliver a shit service to your clients? Uh, it's because you don't value their financial investment in you. Because if you did, you'd be up all night writing the programs and doing everything to make it look good. But if the service is shit, more than likely you think that you deserve more. Well, that's because you're not charged anymore. And that's because you don't deserve it. So that's why for me, it's really important that you know, when you look at the business aspects of stuff, I'm very fascinated by what goes into making you a better coach that over the next five years, you're able to increase your price. And then over the time of increasing your price, you can add additional services in. Or if you start as an online coach, what's going to take you from 200 a month to 300 a month to 400 a month? Yeah, That's why I think that the minimum is really 10 grand over the five years, six years in the industry that you can actually start to get to. I don't think it's unrealistic in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and then obviously you've got so many different facets to the M10 brand. Now you've got, like we said, there's the book, there's the mentorship, there's the business stuff, and I really like the Richard Branson quote that you said before we jumped on our here. So let's talk a little bit about that. How you were talking about how all these years of learning and growing this reputation has led you to be in that position where you are the the Richard Branson of M10 now, right? You're like you're steering the, the brand forward rather than, like you said earlier, doing the legwork and flying the planes. Well, I, I use that analogy to you, and it is one that uh, I, I like to use a lot. Um, and it was a big business lesson to me. I felt that um, I was letting myself down by not coaching anymore mm-hmm. for quite a while. And my, my business mentor asked me a question. She said, uh, why are you not coaching anymore? I took that as a challenge because at the time I was like, shit, why am I not coaching anymore? Whoa. And um, I just said to her, I said, because my, my, my mission in life has changed. It's bigger. It's a lot bigger. And I can't make the impact that I can make training one-to-one. What I can do is through the team that are training in my gym and the team that are helping me teach the education on the seminars and the, and the mentorship, 
if those guys can teach and deliver and learn and grow and I can reward them financially for that, if we're training 200 clients every six months through our mentorship um, and through other coaching facilities that we have, if they're all training 30 sessions a week, it's a lot of sessions over six months. Mm-hmm. So she said, I'm glad you answered it like that because I thought yeah, you were nice. defensive. <laughs> I, said, said, I said, shit, I thought you were challenging me. She goes, no, I just wanted to see whether you could see it because your perception is what you can see. And if yeah. I could see myself as letting myself down by stopping PT, but I didn't. I actually saw myself as being able to give more to the industry. And since I moved away from the gym, living in London, two and a half hour drive away, I have a team that run the gym, manage the gym, Dan, Gemma, and and we have the team there, but they're doing all the PT. They're doing all the teaching of the science, the theory, the practical, the science, uh, the, the, the nutrition for our training mentorship and delivering it. But my job is, is more like an ambassador for the brand now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm an ambassador, marketer, um, you know, strategist, visionary. Um, and, you know, whether I go on podcasts, whether I speak at events like next week, whether or not I'm doing my own podcast, whether or not I'm doing a lot of social media content, networking, collaborating and growing the brand. You know, I go to the team meetings we have and I have visionary ideas. I'm, I'm constantly thinking, evolving the brand. And then I can in, get people to integrate those, do them, do the tasks with us, for us. Yeah. Um, and people get way, paid, you know, paid right way to do it. But, but that role for me, as I said to you, you know, Richard Branson doesn't fly the planes. And as a, as a, as a business, you have to be okay with when you start to grow, you have to say, what is my core genius? And what is not my core genius? Mm-hmm. So my core genius right now is visionary, marketing, content, financial planning, and, and, and leadership. That's my role. Mm-hmm. So anything that's outside of that remit, it's not valuable to me because I'm not inspired to do it. So I, I, can, I, can, I can move that across to somebody else. But in doing that, what's great is that you create a career for somebody else. We're hiring a new designer for the business to go on top of the marketing team. Um, and I don't want to make PDFs and spreadsheets and Excel formulas and all yeah. that stuff, but they do. Yeah. And they'll get paid well to do it. So mm-hmm. you're creating a job for somebody and then you can give them the spec. And then three months down the line, you've got everything delivered that you need. Yeah. And whereas before I wanted to do everything, I wanted to do every, every, everything. I wouldn't let it all go. And even our practical coaching weekends, you know, it's a two day event, but I said to the guys, how many days do you need me there for? Uh, no, what do you want me to do over the two weekends? They went, you just need to do the intro and then you can go. I was like, what? <laughs> and, and I probably will get to the point whereby I, I don't need to be at the practical weekends. Yeah. Because teaching, training, and it's, it, it's not what I do. Mm-hmm. And then I think the boys need to deliver those practical weekends. And I, I'm doing the marketing, the lead generation, the, 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 the brand yeah, development. Yeah. And, and that, that now, it's funny because I'm, I'm inspired to do my content and drive the brand forward. But without me doing that, then we're not going to have the clients. Yeah, 100%. So that's why I said, you know, Richard Branson does everything he does. And Christ, we're a drop in the ocean compared to, 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 to his brand. But I took a lot when I was reading his books, uh, just about leadership. And I listened to podcasts about leadership and performance and managing people. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that values are very, very important to me. And values shift as we move through our life. Values mm-hmm. really shift as we move through our life. And um, what we value is what we're inspired by, not genuine, genuinity, kindness, love, care, 
like values are the things that we're inspired by things that we think about all the time things that we want to read about things that are around us all day every day and honestly there's more books on the shelf behind me um that are business leadership finance and you know i've got another shelf with all the education training there's probably two or three two bottom two but i've got what, 10 15 boxes at the gym which are <laughs> all my training and training and development books but yeah. all of this stuff's a lot of business and marketing now because that's what's going to drive us forward and that's what i'm inspired by now but it doesn't mean for one second that i don't have coaching yeah it just means that i'm more inspired right now to do other stuff and i think there's a lot of people that need to listen to their own internal dialogue as to what's inspiring and driving to them yeah, there's a lot 100%. of people who don't listen to their internal dialogue. I think people, there's a lot of people that are going through life thinking that they should do something and they must do something. And that should and must is telling you that you are allowing yourself to be impacted by other people's values. Mm -hmm. Because if I want to do something, it's because I know I want to do something. But if I think that I need to do something, I need very often is because I think that because somebody else is doing it, I must do that too. Mm -hmm. And I've really learned that's a really powerful thing. If I, if I say to myself, I think I need to be doing that. And I, when I work with my mentor for the first 20 minutes, she just lets me talk and do a debrief on what, she, what I think is wrong with me, what I think I need to know, and where I want to get to the end of the call. And when I do that, she listens to my language and says, why that? And I go, shit, I didn't realize I was doing that. Mm -hmm. Because the dialogue we use, if you allow somebody to speak very freely, you know, I feel I need to go and do biomechanics. Okay, why? Because I know my clients need it. Really? And then they go, why try? Why trying to stop me to do biomechanics? I'm, I'm not trying to get you to stop doing biomechanics, but I feel that because everybody else is doing biomechanics, you think you need to do biomechanics. Yeah. But if your focus is on weight loss right now, do you think that you would be more valuable to learn these topics to help your weight loss clients improve, or do you need to do biomechanics? Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i'm actually I'm really struggling with weight loss clients so would human behavior and client psychology be a bit of more valuable right now than going to learn about exercise execution yeah more than likely good so would you not say that that's the route that we may need to go down oh i didn't think of it like that because everyone's doing mechanics i thought i needed that yeah that's okay, where yeah. i try and I, I challenge people on what they what they think they need versus what they need and and mm -hmm. our, we have a webinar coming out for m10 there's a lot of young PTs just, I did this in the early days, following the tribe, online coaching, following the tribe. And then six months, 12 months down the line, they've got all these courses and they're doing nothing with them because they've just ticked them off because everybody else is doing them. And that's where yeah. we get lost and overwhelmed and unfulfilled. And um, it, it's a slippery slope. But I also think sometimes you've got to go down the slippery slope because it's not until you go down it that, that you realize it's maybe the wrong course. But if you, you know, um, I'd rather give people the support and guidance now so that you don't, hit the slippery slope then hit the slippery slope which is why i love putting so much content out in fact when i do my posts i know you write a lot when you write your posts i love sitting down and writing a post i absolutely mm. you know if i'm absolutely honest it's one of the it's one of the most enjoyable parts of my job you're sitting on holiday this week last week just thinking about people that i care about in the fitness industry and people are like do you not let your brain switch off i'm like i don't want it to switch off <laughs> no it's true man i don't want my brain to switch off yeah i'll sit there with my phone and i'll start writing a post and i'm really enjoying writing about what i do mm -hmm. yeah and i don't see it as a stress and i think there's a really important point on this which is 
you know, you know, with, with stress, there's you stress and distress. Mm-hmm. So distress is damaging, but you stress, Jesus, like your daughters being up and about, there's a mixture of you stress and distress. Yeah, distress, is, distress is, is tiring, but yeah. sometimes the stress it brings into your life is just lifts you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that when I'm doing my job, um, you stress is, Dundee Martini explains you stress as uh, anti-aging and distress as aging. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing when we're doing things that aren't inspiring to ourselves, it's quite it causes a lot of distress. It fills the coffee cup up with negative energy. But you stress is just inspiring. So if I get up at quarter to seven in the morning and I'm off and I'm working with my clients, by the end of the day, like I know it's later with you now, but I'm as fired up at seven o'clock in the evening as I was at quarter to seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm 44. I've been doing it for 21 years. Yeah. And I've, I've gone on a holiday and I've worked and I've written posts and kept in contact with my audience. And I come back, I feel just as energized today. I actually said to Marsh, do you feel like you don't want to go home and don't want to carry on with work because you just had a, such a long holiday? And she was like, no, I can't wait to get back, carry on. And we're yeah. both the same. I think that's a lovely place for people to be is that, you know, loving what you do and you you won't, I don't think you can, run into this burnt out bollocks that people talk about. Yeah. I think we can get tired. And I think you having two girls, it can get you tired. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that you can be smart with your working hours, but I think um, people use the word burnt out. I, I think the word I'm going to replace burnt out with is deeply unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. That makes I sense. Think ti- tired is a nice word. Fuck, yesterday I got in the car at quarter past seven and drove to Nottingham, listened to an amazing podcast on the way, had four hour meeting. And I sat down, I was bollocks because I've sat in the sun lounger for eight days. Yeah. And then I trained and I got in the car. When I got home, I said to Marsh, I'm knackered. And I just went to bed at quarter past 10. I'm knackered. Yeah. Right. I'm not unfulfilled. Yeah. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Can't do this. Got up at quarter to seven. I've worked all day. Carry on again. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a bit tired, I'll go to bed tonight. And then I, well, it's just because I need to pick up. I need to pick up my optimal working pace, which is 100 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've been for, I've been 40 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour for a week. Yeah. Now Takes I need to pick up the pace the... again. Yeah. Of course it does. Right, going at 100 miles an hour again. But you having a new daughter, you just have to readjust your schedule. Yeah. But if you stopped work and pulled back 50, percent you're probably unfulfilled because you weren't working. Yeah, 100%. That's where I think. I think that burnt out is doing too many things that you don't enjoy rather than fulfilled, which is inspiring, but you do get tired. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? 100% agree. 100% agree. Yeah, this is like, this just speaks so much, especially the situation I'm in now. It's about managing the time and it's about you know, working smarter, not harder. Like, you know, if you're tired, like take, take a sleep. I think I slept into like seven this morning because I was on a call late yeah. last night and I text one of my clients, like, I got to sleep. And he's like, me at 7 a.m. Is this a, is this a sleep in for you? And I was like, yo, well, I'm normally up at 4.35. Like, yeah, like yeah. oh, wow. You know, so I think you just got to manage where you're at and actually listen to your body. It's like training, right? When we coach people, if they're absolutely knackered from the workouts, well, throw in a rest day. Why are you training five days in a row? Just do three yeah. and then take a break, yeah. right? It's the same with our do, business. I, and the- exactly. I was supposed to do 30 minutes cardio yesterday after training. And uh, 
I was just tired and I was like, I'm not yeah. going to do it. I'm just going to get in the car and go home. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, Marshall's funny yesterday. She said to me, oh, I was tired yesterday afternoon. So I had a nap for an hour. And she said, I know I should have been working. I said, listen, if you need a nap, have a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And if I need a nap, I have a nap. But I just think that, um, you know, it becomes really unfulfilling if, if every day, and a lot of coaches do this, even online coaches, if you love what you do and you're inspired, you're growing and you're getting paid well, um, the, the distress comes from not getting paid enough, working hours and being unfulfilled and feeling that your clients are taking the piss because they're getting a lot from you, but you're not getting paid. Look, trainers say, oh, I just feel like my clients take the piss. I give them so much. I do so much for them. I'm like, so you should. Yeah. But I'm not getting paid enough. I'm like, that's your fault, not theirs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I said to them, let me ask you this. If you're charging £35 an hour to do something for clients and in the evening they need an email, you probably won't do it. You probably won't reply to them because it's £35. They're paying you £65. Mm -hmm. Like last night, I got back from Nottingham tired at quarter past eight and I sat down and I wrote two emails because mm -hmm. yeah. I, promised I promised people who were paying me good money that I'd send them the emails. Right? And I wasn't pissed off at doing it or resentful to the client i'm getting paid well to do it yeah you know and that's where i think that young pts enter into the industry for the wrong reasons if the reason is to change lives and learn and grow and develop then you're not going to be burnt out that's mm -hmm. my belief yeah and i know people could challenge me on it and i would love to talk to people about that subject but what fascinates me as going back to the right beginning thing before we came live on the call I'm inspired by values. I'm inspired by um, helping people try and, try and find fulfillment. I, I speak to a lot of business, young entrepreneurs who say, I know I need to scale my business. I need to do this. But I say the framework of, of human development, personal development, isn't right yet. You're not realigned. The only way we're going to find the route forward is if we get you aligned with your values and your vision, <clears throat> then we'll see what we need to do with the business. And that's a core, that's a core, core driver for me. You know, find out what's inspiring to you, and 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 it, you won't you won't have a, a distressful day of work in your life. You'll just get tired every so often, but everything you do will be fulfilling. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and that's huge. So, yeah, I think I've taken an hour of your time now, so I don't want to take too much longer. But I think the theme here is you know consistent pursuit of excellent. Like your book, it's called Level Up. It's all about leveling up through all these different stages of your life. If anyone has enjoyed this, maybe they follow you already, but they don't know how to reach out about the business mentoring, or if they don't even follow you at all, how can they get in touch? What's the best way to do that? And what can you offer them straight off the bat? Like what's coming up for the, the mentorship and the, the business, business mentoring too? Well, do you know, thank you. Uh, and I will quickly say this. I kept Odran waiting 20 minutes. Right? <laughs> I had some, somebody with me. And I just want to publicly just apologize to everybody um, and to you, more importantly, um, because you're very patient today. So thank you for that. Um, but to reach me, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Mark Coles, M10. Um, you can go to my website, m10life.com. And what I encourage people to do, there's a few ways in which you can learn about me. I never like to tell people about the courses that we run. Um, because they're not of interest to you yet. What is what could be of interest to you is to pick up my book on Amazon. It's twelve ninety nine. It's cheap, and just read. And if you're inspired mm -hmm. by what I've talked about, pick up the book. And if you want some free stuff, 
then go to m10life.com, go to on-demand training. We've got uh, four or five different training seminars, webinars on building online businesses, getting leads, building a PT business, um, help, helping clients overcome um, or stick to the plan. We've got lots of different free webinars, free training, um, and just follow me. Um, engage in some of our free training, get the book, learn about me. And uh, you know what's funny? Once you do, you'll soon know what we do. Yeah. And then, uh, if it's right for you to end up on one of our programs, then you've ended up right rather than me telling you what they are now. So uh, follow Perfect. me on any of those, m10life.com or Mark Coles M10 on Instagram. And um, look forward to connecting with you. And please come and say hello. Awesome. I will put those links in the description box, guys. So you literally just need to scroll down tap the link and it'll take you to Mark's Instagram and the M10 Life page as well. So like he says, hit hit him up, follow him, then see if it, the content is screaming out to you. If it is, get on it and see see where you end up through the process. But Mark, thank you for your time, mate. Like I said, we I thought I had you on the podcast before when I was looking through. I was like, no, we done a live. We done a really, really, really fucking good live two years ago that I didn't, I couldn't see it for some reason. And I lost the audio. So I thought we'd done one, but we hadn't. So I'm, I'm glad we finally got around to taking it off, mate, because you can provide a lot of value for people. You do consistently provide a lot of value for people. And it's great to, to have you on here with the, the numerous coaches and people over here in Australia and Scotland and everywhere else who follow me who may not yet follow you. So um, I look forward to hopefully seeing the the screenshots coming in people tagging the both of us or just tagging you on your store your thing i look forward to seeing it and just spreading the good word mate so thank you for coming on thank you i appreciate you having me on bud awesome my man well you have a great night and i'll speak to you soon take care bud thanks for joining me on today's episode of the o show if you know somebody who needs to hear this episode today please share this with them via message or on social media don't forget to also take a screenshot and share it on your story and tag me at Oral Macari so we can continue to grow the podcast and help more people change their lives with the advice given here. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes as that helps people who normally wouldn't listen to the show find it and get the old show in their ears and drive the podcast forward to help more people around the world with the advice here. Have a great day and I will speak to you soon.